What's up, guys? Welcome to the uh, first episode of the Slippery Boys podcast. Uh, we got the four of us hosting tonight. I'll introduce them. First, we got, you know, Ben Kohlberg, Benny, Benny Beers, Beers, DD, CD, King of the Meat, McThickens, and uh, <laughs> Doug's Blue Benny 96 on Twitter. Ben, you want to give us a little something? Uh, yeah. I'm Ben Kohlberg, uh, most knowledgeable of the four, former Celtics fan, Red Sox <laughs> fan, Patriots fan, don't care about hockey. Um, yeah. That's it. Yeah, Simpleton. Uh, next, Ev, E. Kill, Kevin Ellie, Grilled Chicken, and uh, on Twitter, you can find him at E.M. Kelly. What's going on, guys? Uh, I'm a big uh, Yankees, Knicks, and Giants fan. Just got word as we speak that Aaron Judge is heading to the IL. So I'm going to do my best to keep my uh, emotions in check here, but uh, looking forward to talking. Really recording under uh, some harsh circumstances. And then finally, Jake Giordano, Jake Jr., June, Junebug, Boone Jug, BJ, Jugs, Boone Logan, Logan, the smallest Boone man that ever lived. And at Jake Giordano nine on Twitter. All right, so I want to follow that Twitter account. It's a must follow, <laughs> but diehard Yankees, Islanders, Jets, Nets fan. Been pretty brutal being a New York sports fan, so follow along. Um, I'm of course your fourth and final host tonight, Simon Chandler, uh, all around sports enthusiast, Canadian sports personality. Uh, we are missing uh, a fifth and final host, Brad Woodcock, currently off in New Zealand, taking care of uh, life in general. He should be with us in future episodes, but uh, sadly not tonight. Tonight, we're kind of focusing mostly on the NBA, a couple things, NBA finals. We're currently at 1-1 in the Nuggets Heat series. We'll touch on jaw suspension, NBA draft. You know, maybe if there's a formula for winning in the NBA right now, how how some teams like the Celtics might rebuild. But uh, I guess we'll just start with the finals right now. Any any predictions? Maybe Ben take us. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Heat are a illegitimate basketball team. Um, I I respect them a lot. They're uh, they find a way to win. But the Nuggets are a far better team. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say they're the best team in the NBA. Um, I think that that role belongs up north. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the Heat are losing in five. I think I'm surprised they won it on the road in Denver. But uh, I think that uh, they'll make the adjustments. I think that Spo coached a great game. They'll make the adjustments for game, two, game three. Uh, and I don't, I can't see that he winning another game this series. Wow, Ev, your thoughts? Yeah. Well, I was, I was just a couple weeks uh, earlier to the Heat experience than Ben, as a Knicks fan. Um, like my first real Knicks playoff experience, and I really thought that we were just gonna roll the Heat just looking at their roster. But obviously, they've got some kind of witchcraft going on with Spo and Pat Riley. Um, but I also would be very surprised if they can beat this Denver team. I just think they're too deep. Uh, I know there's a stat out there when Jokic scores 40 points, the Nuggets are 0-3 in these playoffs, and they're basically unbeatable when he gets 10 assists. And I think from here on out, it's more likely he gets 10 assists than not because he's that good. And I just think the Nuggets' offense will be too much. I do think the Heat will get at least one more at home, but I got Denver in six, Jokic cementing himself as the best in the business right now and uh finals mvp so yeah nuggets and six and boone your thoughts i'm with ev i see nuggets and six as well i think the heat will grab one at home maybe but i just can't see the heat getting anywhere past this nuggets team i mean the nuggets are clearly a better team i look at the heat roster and there's not a lot going on. I think Bam being called a star in this league is out of I this think world. it's time that we stop the Bam disrespect. <laughs> I disagree. I think we jump on I, this early. 
I, I watch that casual basketball game. fan that doesn't understand. He's having a great series. He's having a great series, and they're just taking the ball out of Jimmy's hands and putting it into Bam's. Dude, Jimmy's but, not. Jimmy's not but, doing anything. Dude, it's fucking Gabe Vincent. That's scumbag. Yeah, dude, they're taking the ball out of Jimmy's hands and they're letting Bam be the guy. But I mean, if we're looking at the other series against the Celtics, dude, he was not good. In game seven. See, I disagree. I disagree. I mean, I we could disagree. It depends there, on what but... you're asking of him. I mean, if you're trying to run an offense through him, obviously he's he's a bad offensive player. I think that they run like one of the best zones ever, have one of the best defenses in the league, and he's the centerpiece of that defense. I don't know how someone can watch him play. I don't think, dude, being, I think he's being a negative a, asset to that team. I don't think he's a negative asset, but being called a star, I feel like, is a reach. There's not I mean, that was, many he was stars an all-star in this, this year, no? Wasn't he an all-star? That's a reach. Yeah, he was. A, he was an all-star, but... Bam, the, the, Bam is the most, like, disrespected player. I don't like the guy. I hate every player in the Heat. But he, so I mean, I, the guy's the guy has a big impact on the game from from what I, I see. Want, I, don't, I, want I, hear Cyan, I want to hear Sian Evans' take on Bam. Well, one, uh, the all-star yeah. thing is interesting because John Morant was also an all-star, which uh, I feel like anyone gets it at this point. Um, but, Ev, do you want to give your thoughts on Bam? Because I've got I've got kind of a more hotter take on the series. I, I land more in the middle. Um, I, he's an all-world defensive player. Um, and when he's going good, he's a great passer on offense. Um, I also think he authored some of the worst offensive performances I've ever seen. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe it was just that one game against the Celtics that sticks out to me where he couldn't get a layup over Smart or what. That was the worst basketball game I've ever seen by an individual. <laughs> That's model. the one that sticks in my head. Yeah. But it's also yeah, hard. I agree. To, uh, it's hard That's for me to bias there. I'm not calling him a dirty player, but he was involved in like five or six Knicks injuries, so it's hard for me to warm up to the guy. But I do recognize how important he is uh, to the Heat. And he's a very good player. He was an all-star this year. I don't see him being a perennial all-star. I do see him being a perennial all-defensive guy. Uh, And he's obviously uh, on the right team to do it with Spo. So, yeah, I don't really have a hot take on Bam. He's really good. I don't think he's a superstar, obviously, but he's not some bum like I have claimed on Twitter several times it's, these past couple weeks. It's true, though, that, like, I genuinely think we could have thrown you out there against that Celtics defense and he, you would have dropped 30. So it's it's impressive that Bam was so bad. On, I mean, he had a terrible offensive series. I think he's, like, he's just kind of, like, scared, it seems like. Yeah, he's, yeah. I don't know. Like, game's he, a game, he... He's a little too up and down for me. He's to me. He's one of those guys where when he's in the post, I don't understand how he doesn't create some space, like backing into someone. Like you could put me on him, and I don't think he's gonna like be able to create any space backing up. Like it's all going up soft with hooks. Um, which you know I, what he I needs, don't know. Right? <laughs> Summer <laughs> with the. Uh... <laughs> Yes, he needs a summer in Hakeem's kit with Mitchell yeah. Robinson. Yeah, get get those three in a lab together. Um, I think also, I feel like players' reputations are completely built or shattered in the playoffs um, and not at all in the 82-game season anymore. Point A would be Jalen Brown. Point B would be Dylan Brooks. Um and I feel like each series, especially the losing team, someone comes to mind. But also, Bam, especially for Ben, has had that block on Tatum. Has like he's he's got he's got a deep defensive resume. And uh, but as far as the playoffs, I actually think it's I don't know which way it's gonna go. And I think there's a chance it goes for the Heat. I think it's going to seven. Um. I think it's going to seven because, one, I feel like, me included, everyone's, like, disrespected the Heat all the way through the playoffs. I haven't thought they'd really take any series to six games this whole way through, and they constantly do that. I also think something I'm starting to really believe in is that winning NBA playoff series comes down to role players more than anything 
And I think that's like the Bucks winning when it was like Bobby Portis had a huge step up. And I feel like even though maybe on paper I wouldn't take the Heat role players over too many guys, the way Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, Max Struess, and Duncan Robinson have been playing is like unfathomable. Like you, you would have never even believed if you just read their stat lines at the beginning of the playoffs, I would never believe it. And so I think those are the guys that are winning games, even though you can like Bam has a good clutch or um, Jimmy has a good clutch. I think it's those guys. Ben, speak. I, I, know, I was just messaging uh, Jake on the side. Uh, so I, I definitely think, out, so. Simon, to your point, I think the NBA is definitely moving away. Like, I feel like the first, like, 15 years of us growing up was basically you've got a big two or a big three. Like, since I started watching basketball, it was LeBron and Wade. Then it was Steph, Clay, Draymond, slash KD. Then you. And I feel like we're moving into more like like the Raptors that won. It was Kawhi. And then, obviously, Siakam and Larry are better than role players. But for the most part, just really, really good role players. Bucks team as well. Giannis is a superstar. I wouldn't put Middleton or Drew up there, but they're obviously stars. And then they had a very good deep roster beyond that. Um, and now we don't need to get too into all that weird stuff, but like the new CBA, I know it's basically going to become impossible for teams yeah. to carry like a third star, even if they're homegrown and developed. So I think that – I don't know if the Heat, this Heat team will be the norm because I think they're like one of the great outliers in NBA history. But I think like this formula where you got your one or two guys, one or two guys who can make an all-star team surrounded by basically just role players who can step up in big games. I think that is what a lot more uh, championship caliber teams will look like uh, moving forward. I feel like the Nuggets that like Bruce Brown. Credit to Jake; he was on the Bruce Brown train that way guy's long a stud. ago. Bruce Brown, um, was a stud. yeah, Bruce Brown, KCP. Obviously, MPJ isn't like part of their MLJ. Those have been my two better takes. I've, yeah. been, I've been on MPJ yeah. since college. But I think like their role guys have been, and like Murray and um, Murray and Jokic are going to give you like 42 minutes a night each. And so then it's like those other six guys if they can play well. I think those are the swing guys in the series. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, you're, that's probably a better example than what I used in the Heat. Like, Jokic, superstar. Murray, probably one or two tiers below that. And then just all high-level role-player guys, I think is kind of the formula now. I think also, I know, I feel like this is a sore subject for Ben, but, like, bringing up, in terms of like the Celtics having two number one guys that they're gonna have to put, we have one on. number one guy. Out, Ben. Let me finish my sentence. All right, they're yeah. gonna have to put two number one guys being all NBA. They're gonna have to put six hundred million dollars into both of them if they want to keep both of them. And then I feel like once you're in that situation, like the rest of the team around them is gonna be terrible. You're not gonna be able to sign any other guys that are gonna be able to like fit on that roster that's gonna bring you to the next level. So like. Yeah, you could have two superstars, but then what's the rest of the team going to look like? So having like a superstar and then maybe a player just a little bit below that and then having a better depth of a roster might be the formula in winning, which we're kind of seeing with Nuggets right now. Yeah, I think every like real championship contending team has the one like actual superstar or championship winning team has the one like marquee superstar, like the Curry or the Giannis or the Kawhi or the whatever. The Jokic, I think, maybe we'll see. But then it has, like, the ne- the next best player is, like, the fringe guy, like the Middleton or the Jamal Murray. Uh, I mean, I guess, like, the Warriors, it's kind of hard. I guess, like, Clay. Um, I mean, it's not 2015 anymore. But, yeah, like, Siakam or Van Vliet. Um, I feel like you got to have, like, the one. I mean, like, I honestly think, like, Jalen Brown, as much shit as I give him, is, like, he's too good. Like, he's just like the nature of the NBA today, he's worth like that contract. That's just what it's going to be from here on out. We shouldn't give it to him, obviously. Like history tells, says that you shouldn't, but it's just like, we're not a championship roster. I don't think, I mean, I think we are, but we need, we got a lot of holes to fix. I think, I think it's 
bizarre to say you guys aren't a championship roster. I think without doubt you are. No, we are. We are. I, take together, that, but... I take that back. I take that back. But... Um, on the Celtics front, I told Ben this, but uh, I was having a conversation with my girlfriend's dad the other night. Shout out, Jules. Just two sports brains picking each other's minds. And uh, he was talking about the Celtics and was saying how, you know, Tatum's not very skilled and it's just a lazy player and he's the reason why the Celtics didn't win. And I feel like, you know, he might be on to something. He's got a point. Just a sharp mind. Um, but yeah. Uh, well then, do you guys have any other points on the, the Nuggets series or are you ready to roll? I just want to say it's uh, time for people to start respecting Duncan Robinson. Yeah, I mean, he almost threw away the Celtic series. With I mean, for that contract, too, I think That's he shouldn't need to – he should be playing at that level every single game, not be a, a fringe guy coming off the bench. I think he's a bum. I think Duncan Robinson's a fucking bum. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'd agree with that. I think for that contract, it's a. It's not know, him. Like, it's fucking. He's like a puppet, and and Pat Riley is like injecting his fucking vampire juices into him. <laughs> I wish I was kidding. I dude, every <laughs> night I wish I was. Yeah, uh, the Beth of his chest release. <laughs> exactly. It's not a joke. Because <laughs> you might be onto something. You may have cracked the code. Um. But all right. Uh. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll get back talking about both the draft and uh, Jaws pending suspension. All right, let's, uh, let's, we're going to get back into things. We're going to start on the Jaws suspension that is upcoming. Uh, I guess I'll get us going as the Grizzlies fan in the room. Um, I think I just want to say overall, I've been on this from the beginning that this team goes as far as Jaron Jackson brings them. He is the true leader. Uh, you know, should have won the, what is it, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Award, which is like, you know, service for the community, is the VP of the Players Association, uh, Defensive Player of the Year. He is the true leader of Memphis. That aside, I think anything over 30 games would be ridiculous because that's what Miles Bridges got for beating the hell out of a woman. So I completely agree. I think it's it's so overblown. Like I think Jaws an an absolute idiot, and I think the dude has like the maturity of like a fifteen year old. But a, a half season suspension for that, I think, is ridiculous. Like it's not like he was on like reportedly on like a team plane or anything like that this time. Like I don't think. I mean, obviously, it should be it should be a heavy fine. The dude should have to do like a lot of other stuff, like a lot of community service and like counseling and shit like that. But a half season suspension for that, like, I think that's so dumb. Especially because there's a there's a precedent for like for having a firearm or whatever, like in the NBA. Like it's happened many times before. I think if he gets suspended for half a year for that, it's like so overblown. Yeah, I agree. I think. Obviously, like, the all comes down to is just the image of the NBA in this situation. Like, they're just going to do everything to maintain their image. Like, having a gun, obviously, like, in a car is, on like, recording it live is just the dumbest thing you could ever do. But, like, owning a gun is legal. I mean, he's not, like, breaking any laws, like, in that. Definitely, like, in, like, the uh, law. Here we go, <laughs> But, obviously, like, in your, when you're in the NBA, kids look up to you. You have obviously millions of fans. Like you're I've supposed got to his jersey for crying out loud. I looked up to the guy. Same. <laughs> you're supposed to be a mentor to kids, and carrying a gun around is obviously a terrible look. And like, it's I don't think it warrants a 30 game suspension, but obviously he's gonna get a pretty hefty fine just be and suspension just because the NBA is gonna want to just get out ahead of it for imaging wise. And I don't think the suspension is gonna equate to what is deserved. Yeah, I'm going to have to be boring and agree with you guys. Um, not to go full J.J. Redick, but uh, I definitely think it's been a little overblown. 
Um, like Jake said, owning a gun is legal. It's not like he broke any laws. So I think 30 games would start to feel a little excessive. I think the main thing uh, he did wrong is I'm going to assume that he like lied to Adam Silver. He probably in that first meeting was like, this will never happen again and all that stuff. And obviously it did, uh, although it was a toy. So we'll, <laughs> we'll have to hear more about that as things go on. <laughs> I do think uh, more so Adam Silver probably feels a little betrayed and embarrassed by what went down, which is why I think he's leaning towards a heavier suspension. But I think, I don't know, well, I think it was eight games last time. I think maybe like 15, 20 and a heavy fine. Like I think Ben mentioned would, would probably do the job. Yeah, well, one thing that's obviously very interesting with it is if they suspended him 17 games, that would put him with 65 left, which is with the new CBA, the requirement for postseason awards, which I don't really think, Jaw, it can affect his um, like salary because I, I think it's all set. But, I have yeah. a question. Can you, uh, if you play less than 65, can you win the Kareem Award? Because I think Ja would be vying for that by season's end. Um, I'm pretty sure that's all <laughs> off the court. So I believe, yeah, he'd, he'd still be. I'd be quite the turnaround. <laughs> running for that. Social what, can we get odds on that? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think definitely the, I mean, he, yeah, essentially said, like, I'm going to make these changes. Also, a big thing, these are some niche uh Grizzlies fan stuff but like in his post like the the exit interviews he's talking about how like one a big thing for him next year is going to be availability um like to help these Grizzlies is he needs to be a good leader like you know getting rid of Dylan was Jaron Ja and Bane stepping up and being like the big leaders which obviously Jaron is Bain's been recruiting Bridges. That's a whole nother thing. He also just got off-season surgery on the toe that was hampering him all season, you know, doing the good things to prepare for the off-season. Ja is, yeah, kicking it with his bozo friends who are also the guys who have recorded him. The same guy recorded him twice to get him suspended See, on bullshit. the boat. You can't blame his friends. Like, I don't think Ja... It's like, who I he's surrounding himself I think it's, with, though. But, like... How are you going to, like, it's his fault. He knows that if someone's, yeah. like, recording, he shouldn't hold up, a fu- like, a gun. Like, it's not, you can't blame his, like, the environment that he's in for. It's his friend also. Uh, so heavily for it. I mean, the guy's an idiot. Jaws a dumbass. I'm sorry. Like he, you can see his friend, like, when yeah. he realizes Jaws pulls the gun his, out. His friend notices. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think. The the big thing was that he's it was kind of like, you know, fool me one time, shame on me, fool me twice, shame on or whatever it is. But uh yeah, he you nailed it. said yeah, like, nailed it. Nailed he it. said he was gonna uh change and he's he's a bozo. He's just a complete idiot, fraud leader, not a good locker room guy. He's not actually friends with people in the locker room. Um yeah, I don't know, team cancer, but we'll see you next year. Can we get is so you said Bane got like the limb extension surgery? <laughs> uh, no, I mean he, he doesn't need it. It's, it's, I mean the five four wings though. <laughs> he's so good. That's I don't know. I'd be fine. I don't even know. The Grizzlies are in shambles because then it's like the big movable piece is Tyus Jones, but when Jaw inevitably gets suspended for forty one. Uh, what are you gonna do without two like a single point guard? You know, hey. I started my internship uh, yesterday, and I logged on to like the t- the uh, like the company uses its own like search engine, and I log on to the search engine, and the first article that pops up is a picture of Dylan Brooks in a Celtics uniform and Jalen Brown in a Grizzlies uniform. <laughs> um, yeah, I, that's, I could see that. I could see it. The reports would be that it would be. Bane that goes, which I would never do that. Respectfully, I do not. I like. I would not send Bane for Brown. All things considered, and like the money that would one be for one attached to Brown. Bane's gonna be on like twenty eight or thirty flat, and Jalen Brown's gonna be on fifty in a sign and trade. 
No, not fifty. Oh, if in a sign and trade, yeah. Oh uh, well, what would it be? I he's mean, not going to get like sixty a year if he's not on the Celtics. Well, then his off-season contract would still be like forty-five, wouldn't it? Well, he still has he he has one year left for like whatever his first contract was like close to thirty, and then yep. if he if he gets traded this off-season, what he can sign for is a lot less. But if he takes the contract with the Celtics, then as for a trade, it'll, it'll be like the sixty million. I don't know. I, I feel like Bane at thirty million is just like exactly what you want. He fits the culture. He's like already been here. I, there's no need to mess with that. So what do we all think, Ja? Is he gonna get? I'm I'm I'd lock in twenty five. Yeah, I think it'll be a little less than what uh people are expecting. I think that's probably what it'll be. I think it honestly might be around forty. What just is because the suspension from Ja, just because Adam Silver is going to put his foot down and kind of make an example out of Ja. I think no matter what it is, it's going to be longer than it. Like, it's it's not going to be like, they're not going to go easy on him. Yeah, I agree. They're not going to like give him some leeway. Um, all right. Well, then maybe we'll push on to the, the NBA draft because that's kind of coming up around the corner. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if any of us are too well versed in. I think Wembenyama uh, uh, going one. That, yeah, well, I guess we can all give give a guess at the one, but I could throw my hat here because as a Nets fan, you know, I've been hearing a lot of rumors about Mikael going to pick three to Portland, possibly maybe Dame coming back to the Nets instead and keeping, and just a lot of different situations with Portland. And in my opinion, I think. The Nets should absolutely trade Mikael to the to Portland for the third pick and Anthony Simons, especially with the reports coming out that are saying Brandon Miller is going two, and Scoot and if Scoot falls to three, I think the Nets should absolutely pull the trigger. Yeah, I think. I think the fact that are you gonna... if if Brandon Miller goes two, everything changes because, I mean, I am not gonna sit up here like some draft expert. But I genuinely think we will be watching an all-time draft mishap play out in real time. If Miller I completely wins. agree. I like, completely I disagree. I disagree. No, I, I think, think every I think, dude, no, I think every I think enough, every person in the Hornets front office will be fired by the All Star break. If no, they, they I disagree. I think I think in another year's draft, Brandon Miller goes one. Oh, no. if Victor's not yes, dude, Brandon Miller was absolute dog at Alabama. He, he shot like. 15% in the tournament, dude. The, I mean, the, I think you're judging him off one bad game in a tournament. The game? Obviously, like, it's, obviously, it's a big game, but he had an incredible season. Brandon Miller is a shooter. <laughs> the game <laughs> Alabama got eliminated on, I would say, was one of the that, – that went hand-in-hand hand with the Bam Adebayo Celtics uh, performance. Yeah. He was just throwing stuff at the rim. It was awful. Um, I mean, no, I think I, he Miller, has he has all the makings. He's, of he's just a no, great NBA player. Yeah, but he's, he's no a scoop. stud. He's, he's a no fucking beast. And guess what? He probably would go one in another draft. But the thing is, is that first of all, Wembenyama. Second of all, Scoot is the most like ready-made NBA player. Like if you look up like what teams are looking for in an NBA, in like a draft prospect right now, he's the perfect fit. He's like the exact type of like stretchy guard that's like a freak athlete that it, that every team is looking for like i i can't and he's like fucking jack too i can't see why any team would yeah. it's like a classic last minute like going against what you you're like actually scouting for and just like I mean, for the hornets i mean obviously like you have lamello and they're looking up like having two ball dominant guys with scoot and lamello is obviously what they're looking at yeah i mean it's just necessity wise for the Hornets at this point. And I feel like Brandon Miller would fit their team better, especially with Miles Bridges not being on the team anymore. I yes. like I think he's a better fit, but I think that I think Brandon Miller's definitely a better fit. I think that means you gotta trade the, the pick, like if that's what's gonna happen. Like you can trade back and get Yeah, but then they're not hey, what are they gonna do? Just go to three? Yeah. I mean like that's what I would do. I think Portland's drafting Scoot anyway. Like I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, or uh, three number three is coming to Boston. Please wow. God. for Jalen Brown. Yeah, shit. Uh, they Anthony and three. 
I I also saw today that they said like they're not moving Shade and Sharp. Um, but yeah, I I'm also a big believer in you don't draft for fit. Um, and I know that's I've maybe that's your fantasy football uh philosophy. I I know that's someone's fantasy football philosophy, I'm but my philosophies. Um, but no, I think in the, like in maybe in NFL, you draft for fit because that's a different style, but in NBA, I think you just draft best available. Um, and I think to me, there's no doubt it's scoot that too. I think he's so good. Yeah. Um, I think as far as the Brandon Miller, number one chatter, I think maybe he could back his way into that in the Anthony Bennett draft, but not much else. Um, I don't want to get into the off the court stuff, but I mean, obviously, we all know he's been uh, involved in some stuff. You got Scoot Henderson, family man, being mentored by Steph Curry. I'll bet on that guy over Brandon Miller. Also, like Simon said, I think when you're drafting second overall, you got to just go with the best guy. And I actually think that Brandon Miller is more of a fit for the modern NBA. He's like a six, nine like two guard essentially, which is pretty impressive, but I just think Scoot is the better player and I would move off LaMelo before I uh, took Miller over Scoot. So should we talk a little hockey? No, God, no. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, also, oh, I forgot one more thing. I think the, the talk of LaMelo and Scoot not being able to play together, I think is a little overblown because Scoot is like 6'2", Lamelo's 6'7", so like on defense, they can switch uh, pretty easily. Also, Scoot, I think, is a little more of a natural scorer and Lamelo's more of a passer. So I think that's been a little bit overblown and I wouldn't really let that weigh my decision if I was the Hornets. Yeah, I also think the there's the like off-court stuff with Brendan Miller, but I feel like the biggest thing with that, not maybe not the biggest thing, but then the next game to come and do like the pat down and like just a clear lack of like aware, like that's job Morant level awareness. Like, yeah, but they, just, like, I think it's hard to judge somebody's character off of what they do, like when they're a college kid. Like, you yeah, know, I mean, the guy, you know what I mean? Like, the guy's an 18 year old kid. Yeah, exactly. Like, we've all had a gun. we won't get into it but let's just say not great big Brandon Miller fan yeah. dude I was Scoot Henderson I'm big Brandon Miller but I'm I would love Scoot to be on the Nets I would love to have Scoot uh, Anthony Cam Johnson Claxton as our four young guys, they're all under what twenty four. I mean, that's a team that I would isn't, build around. Isn't Cam Johnson and like close to his mid thirties? <laughs> no, Cam Johnson nah. just got drafted. But didn't he get drafted after four years? Yeah, I think no, five. Dude, dude, Cam Johnson. No, but he's not. 24. He's like twenty six. Like he's not. No, 20, he's not. Cam Johnson's twenty seven right now. Really? It up. Yeah. Get him on a vet min. I mean, I think I think he's like <laughs> no, not, not, player, but twenty seven. Not not to say he won't be around for like funny more years, but he's not. All right. He's, well, well, we're talking about the wrong Cam right now. I agree. We're, no. If we're talking Brooklyn Cams, Cam Thomas. And what do I think? Scoot off the bench. Cam Thomas starting. Listen. Learn you guys could bet. you guys could say all you want, all the negative things about Cam Thomas. But if he was put I'm just gonna throw a random name out there and just no bias he was but RJ Barrett. RJ oh Barrett. Even worse. If he was given RJ Barrett's role with the amount of touches and shots per game, I at guarantee the rec you I guarantee you he'd be putting up similar, if not better, stats than RJ. I'm gonna let Evan respond to that. I'm not even gonna address that take. That, that's one of those that it's, it's. 
I'm, I can't wait to say I told you so because Cam yeah. Thomas is going to be one of the best scorers in the league. He has just pure talent for scoring the basketball. I mean, we've seen it over stretches of time when he was given the opportunity. Meanwhile, I mean, Jock Vaughn, I can get into a whole spiel about him as our coach. If Cam but... Thomas wants the touches that RJ Barrett gets on a winning team, he's going to have to be suiting up on another continent. <laughs> I, that's just blasphemy. I mean, Cam Thomas is a better scorer than RJ Barrett. I mean, I feel like that's shouldn't even be debatable. Dude, just I because mean, he has like a hezzy pull up in his bag doesn't mean he's a better scorer. Listen, per, I mean, I'm just going to say, R, dude, RJ obviously has had years. Oh, he's only 22, whatever. I yeah, mean, that's, <laughs> what do you mean? Whatever. Cam Thomas is younger than him, and he's not good. Dude, Cam, Th- Cam Thomas, the only reason he doesn't play is because of his defense. For That's scoring the ba- for scoring the basketball purposes, Cam Thomas is a better offensive player than R.J. Barrett. It seems the having no All defensive of, ability seems to be a bit of a problem, though. I'm, I mean, the defensive the defensive is coming. Defensive side of the ball is coming around. I mean, he's only twenty one years old. What makes I you mean, think that? What I'm evidence sure, has been sure has there been to suggest uh, is locked in the gym working on his <laughs> You guys will see this upcoming season. You will see he's going to get an opportunity. Brooklyn's going to rip it down a little he bit. He is Asian, right? He like he is Japanese. Yes. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that is why he, Evan. That's why Evan. Because he'll be he'll be able to adjust a little bit quicker quicker. When he's in Guangdong, uh, when he does it. <laughs> playing yeah. alongside Dylan like, Brooks, but, uh, but I mean that's not even worth my time. But that Cam Tom. Thomas boogie pick and roll, oh my god! That's, I can't wait. I can't wait for Cam Thomas to sh- to form a great career, and I just can't wait to say <laughs> I told you so. Why I did you say it like? That? I have plenty. I just can't wait, dude. I have plenty of tweets. Backing my stance on Cam Thomas. And I'm looking forward to it. I'd, I'd I like to say... I told you so. My understanding of like NBA players' progression is that defense is one of those things where you either come in with it or you don't. It's not really... like You, you can disagree. Just slowly get better at it. Ben's well, going to say... Wait, wait, wait. Jalen Brown's regression. Like, <laughs> like, remember when he was like... <laughs> Oh, man. The good old days. Those Cal days where he could play defense. Wow. He was Thank special. He was special. Is there uh, any other NBA topics you guys want to touch on? Um, I would like to throw out just a little. I mean, we've had this debate before, but let's just get into Mitchell Robinson, Nick Claxton, Robert Williams. Save this one for another day. <laughs> Um, just a comment on that. Like a little over a year ago, people were trying to include Jaron Jackson into that whole little debate, but I'm glad we've decided to admit him finally. So, story for another day, but I don't think the gap between Rob and Jaron is, is that big. Story for another day. We'll, we'll discuss it. Was okay. Let's not get into it. Forty point, forty point game against Anthony Davis in the playoffs, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Little MLB, NFL, NHL. I I think we choose one of those to go down, and then we save the other for uh, a future. What's going on with uh, Mr. Kachuk in the Stanley Cup Final, Jake? Oh, I mean. The wheels are the off the league bed. is the league's out to get him. I mean, getting tossed, dude. Getting that guy's ten a minute, a ten, dude, for sliding a rat across the ice. He gets a ten minute mis- game misconduct. Are you kidding you know, me? This you is know the those star. This is the face of a team, and you're you know those. Throwing, it's the Stanley Cup, and you're giving him a ten minute misconduct. Are you kidding me? It's but you know what happens ridiculous. with those. It's ridiculous. Those, St. Louis, those young St. Louis kids, those young St. Louis athletes, they make it to the biggest stage, and then I mean, you know what Mr. Gillis says. You know, they let they get lazy. All that talent disappears, and you know what happens. The rest is history. I mean, we could throw out a little. NHL Stanley Cup predictions. Uh, I don't know. It's, <laughs> we could throw. Hold on, I got something to say about that. Uh, 
this is I think just off the dome. I think I remember this, but uh, teams that go up 2-0 on home ice are two. 38 and three all the time in the Stanley, Stanley Cup final, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, I, I mean, there you also, go. I, I think it has to be mentioned. Mark Stone, just the the ultimate ultimate play. That's a pro's pro oh, right yeah. there. Hey, shout out to the equipment staff getting him a new stick on the goal. Which one? Which uh? Which team is he on again? Tonight, <laughs> <laughs> former Ottawa. No, but the equipment staff. Yeah, yeah. Now, Jack. How about Jack Eichel? Yeah, I mean, Austin like, kid. He got flattened, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I got no idea, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think personally, I think Florida wins this one in seven. I think Bob has some bounce back games. I think the Chuck scores some big goals. And I think that Florida actually manages a comeback. They're going back home. I mean, there's just no easy wins in Florida. So, I mean, Bob is due, right? (laughs) (laughs) The fuck is Bob? (laughs) We should just cut the whole part of this out. Just Just sharp minds. Yeah, just end it. We'll see. We'll see how much more. just end it after the draft. <laughs> we'll see how much more hockey we talk in the future. Um, just, end the, just end that after the draft, dude. Can then, you edit that? Maybe you. we He's uh, got the handles. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we got uh, uh, Bob. Is a little, a little LIV? How do you not know who Bob is, dude? Oh, yeah. LIV, the LIV PGA. Wait, can we edit? Like what we just a bunch of we yeah, just nah, we'll, about. we'll continue that in. We'll, like we'll leave that in. That's we'll leave that in. Hey, we, just got, that was your chance to shine, Jake. You just yeah, I have I have been not even knowing who that was Jake's chance is. to shine. He talks about the equipment managers and <laughs> Bobrovsky. Come on, let him cook. come on, Sergey. Um, <laughs> Li no. just briefly, Liv PTA. Any yeah, brief I would thoughts like on that? I mean. For starters, the PGA for saying all this stuff about being moral, being ethics, I mean, just went completely out the window. I mean, first of all, not even communicating anything with your players on the tour is just immediately you lose all credibility. And especially having players like Tiger Woods, you don't even consult, which is just absolutely absurd. I mean, he's the face of golf and you just completely stabbed him in the back after he was offered $800 million to join the live tour. And then he said he didn't want to do it because of morals. And then you just go behind his back and join and merge leagues. I mean, it's just absolutely absurd. I mean, people make those decisions based on their ethics, obviously with the Saudi background and now merging together. I mean, just a huge ethical problem. Obviously people have protested the league because of obviously like nine 11 ties, but PGA is just absolutely in the wrong right now. Yeah, I mean, like to not, to, or yeah, like like you said, not communicate at all with guys like Tiger, Rory, is pretty absurd. After they were like the guys who stuck by you when all that was going down, so obviously a terrible look, pretty messed up. Uh, I mean, I don't know all the details. I'm not a huge golf guy, but it seems like a pretty messed up situation. So yeah, I don't really know. Yeah, I can tell by that swing. <laughs> <laughs> Safe to say, I won't be making it onto the tour. I think uh, I feel like more than anything, it's just a reminder how no matter what, like all of these leagues are businesses, and it, um, I mean, PGA definitely got a big payoff from LIV, and then also getting those golfers back, and like it, again huge like it's all finances at the end of the day i think it's a little bit of a scary look for sports too and like i'm entering into two sports that i know nothing about in soccer and golf but like just seeing how like these soccer players are signing these like nine figure contracts with the saudi arabian teams and then now um like the same thing's happening with golf it's just like i feel like who knows when that'll start entering into like big four sports i mean hope probably it's not as feasible but i mean I agree. It's it's honestly really scary that, like, everything is just, like, I mean, it's a business at the end of the day. Like, you look into basketball, like, Adam Silver is going to give Jada a suspension just because he wants his league to maintain a good reputation for money purposes. Obviously, like, that's the main reason he's doing it. 
but going back into Ben's point of like going into our four major sports, like I feel like there's going to be a day that a team like someone, a Saudi Arabian businessman buys the team in the four major sports and kind of ruins it with like an MLB team with no salary cap and just dump money into a team. So that could be a negative with just sports wise. I will say, I will say on the uh, soccer front, I feel like it's just like the way it's working on some sense where it's like buying Newcastle, that's actually having an impact. But where they're buying these players, they're all like just about retired players that are reaching the end of their career. And it's sad that they're going there, but at this point in their career, it there's probably a chance they'd head to uh, the U.S., which is also kind of like a retirement league. So at that point, I don't know if they're – like players that want to still compete at the highest level will never go to Saudi Arabia, in my yeah, opinion. I have a question on that. So yeah. I'm more of a soccer guy than me. I just don't get, like, what's stopping them from eventually offering, like, Mbappe? Like, if they're offering Benzema – Who's washed? No offense, Ben. Like six hundred million. What's stopping someone from just offering Mbappe like a billion dollars for three or four years? Nothing. Like and no, well, nothing. And that'll he, probably happen pretty soon, I would think. He could be offered, but n- none of these like it's it's kind of waving the white flag at some point. Like these play, if you want to, like a lot. A big thing is representing your country at the world cup and often players continue to try and play at a high level until like to stay sharp for world cup as they get to the end of the career and then they kind of call it and so if you go and you don't have competition in saudi arabia like you do honestly kind of fall off you're if he's playing against you know mailmen and plumbers he's not gonna be he's gonna lose it um so yeah i mean nothing's stopping him i just don't like mbappe is gonna get plenty of money in and he can always do that at the end of his career so i don't know i just don't we're yet to see apparently they're trying to get in golo conte which would be sad he's probably like i still think he has something to give but he's constantly injured all but these we're kinda, French guys man yeah we're yet to see like you know, someone in their prime go over there. But we'll see. All right. Is there any uh any other talking points anyone wants to bring up before uh boxing at all? Should we do a little baseball? We we've got we've got about five minutes left. Um should we save baseball for the next episode? Maybe we got like a Yeah. I got an idea. Days. Why don't we, as an intro to the next episode, why don't we all say, just say, no explanation, but just say each of our division winners for each of the four. I mean, each of the NFL divisions. NFL? Did we all okay, do that? Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Can, we, we can all do that. And then, yeah. So next episode, we'll kind of do an NFL deep dive and early, you know, we got some, some preseason notes, um, kind of some predictions, who knows, maybe talk some fantasy, some week one lines, Take care of all that, and then we'll also have a MLB episode dropping soon. Um, but Ben, you see me agree. You want to you want to kick us off? Yeah. Okay. Um, or maybe maybe you know what we'll do? We'll go uh, division by yeah division by division, and then we'll do Ben Boone, Ev, and me in that order for each division. Okay. And maybe you know if you want to talk a little bit about why you're welcome to but we only have five minutes all right so like should i just start with whatever division you want afc north all right i've got the uh i have the Bengals at 14 and 3 winning the afc north Uh, i got the Bengals at 12 and 5 winning the afc north Uh, i'm not going to give the record but i've got the ravens I'm not going to give the uh, the record either, but I also have the Bengals. Yeah, AFC East, I have the Bills. All right, as a Jets fan, I have to go with my Jets. 
Delusional. 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 Wait, save it for next week, buddy. Okay. I'm just yeah. Yeah, I've got the bills too. Yeah, uh, I'm running with the bills as well. Um, AFC South. I have the Jags. I have the Jags absolutely dominating that division. Yeah, the Jags pretty pretty easily. I have the Jags. I don't know. I that division's always weird though. I have no clue what's gonna happen with any of like the Titans and Colts. And the Texans added a bunch of players this offseason, but I don't know. Um and then AFC West, I have the Raiders. No, I got the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> I have the Chiefs as well. Yeah, I have the Chiefs, but uh just a, a little preview of next week episode. I think I'm gonna have the Broncos as a wild card team. Um, I have the Chiefs, and I think I'd I'd probably be fine penciling that in for the next eight years as well. I don't see a world where my that changes. Uh, okay. NFC North. I've got the Vikings. I got the Vikings as well. Packers. Ooh, what? Um. <laughs> I got the Lions, and I don't know if you guys know this, but the Lions are the odds-on favorite there. Ev, you know Aaron Rodgers got traded, right? Oh, I'm well aware. Okay. I'll, I'll, we'll get into it. Yeah, all right. Um, all right, NFC East. This one's pretty easy. I got the Eagles. I have the Eagles. It pains me to say it, but I also have the Eagles. Uh, it's between the Eagles and Cowboys, and I won't make a statement on that. <laughs> Okay, uh, NFC South with a below 500 record. I have the Buccaneers. I actually have an above 500 Saints winning the division. I have I'm the Derek Carr guy. Yeah, I have the Saints as well. Um, yeah, uh, I that's that whole division. I really don't know it's a whole terrible. lot about, but it's, uh, it's miserable. It's well. terrible. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I got to ride with my Bucks, but uh. Last but not least, NFC West, I've got the Niners. I got the Niners as well. This one, I don't know. Tell me you got the Hawks. Come on, I think, baby. I think, I think I got the Seahawks, honestly. Let's go. I think that's my team this year. That's going to be a great team. I think they had maybe the best. That's going to be a great race. I don't, I don't follow the draft much beyond the first round, but I think their first round was incredible. And they've got basically everyone back, and uh, Niners. I like that. I like that pick a lot. Kyle Shanahan is a wizard, but and we've seen him do it before, obviously. But that quarterback situation scares me a little bit. I don't know. I I will roll with the Niners. I think the quarterback situation might be scary, but it's also like hasn't been settled in years, so I don't think they get the benefit of the doubt here. Yeah, but I love I, I love the Hawks. I like that pick. Yeah, um, that's a great. That's a great. No one wants to take take the cards. Tyler, if <laughs> Brad, yeah, I will Brad would. When Brad, we'll sure when Brad, when Brad gets back from scouting uh New Zealand rugby, yeah. deep dive over there, he'll give his Cardinals pick. <laughs> Just another small preview. I have the Jets going seven and ten this year. Whoa! I have, I have <laughs> All right, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll save the I know I, I, got the the drama I got the past for, uh, four and thirteen. So, wow, we'll save the drama Andrew, for next episode. Oh and six in the division. Oh and six in the division. Uh, just quick fun fact to end the episode: <laughs> the uh, Jets haven't beat the Patriots since two thousand fifteen. That's eight eight years for those who are team. counting. Okay, it's a new team. Right. I'll let you guys pass. Thirteen percent win record. Next episode. In, uh, all right. Historically, we're we're on the clock here. We're on the clock. All right, so. Thank you guys all for listening. We will be back with uh, either an NFL or MLB uh, podcast next with hopefully our fifth host. Otherwise, thank you for listening to the Slippery Boys, and we'll catch you all next time.